I want to talk about a headline that uh, is somewhat unsettling. It's from the CBC. They say near collisions between drones and aircraft are on the rise this year. Specifically, they are trans. They quote Transport Canada saying that there were 33 incidents between drones and airplanes in Ontario's skies over the period of January 1st to June 30th this year. Transport Canada defines an incident as a conflict between a crewed aircraft and a drone that poses a risk to aviation safety. Here to talk about drones and the risk, Mike Campbell. He's the Vice Chair of Operations at Unmanned Systems Canada. Welcome to the show, Mike. Hey, Kelly. Thanks for having me here. You know, I'm trying to wrap my head around the Transport Canada's definition of an incident between a crewed aircraft and a drone that poses a risk to aviation safety, wouldn't any drone being in the same vicinity as a, an aircraft be a risk to safety? Um, yes. I, I, you know, I think it's fair to say that um, drones anywhere near aircraft are going to be problematic. Um, Transport Canada and, and uh, Unmanned uh, Systems Canada are both aligned in that we believe we've got to have people knowledgeable about the new rules for drones, how to fly them safely, and how to avoid manned aircraft if uh, you know they get into a position where they're near each other. You've got an industry perspective on this. Maybe for people listening, what exactly is the role of Unmanned Systems Canada? Well, we're, it, that's a great question, actually. We're an Unmanned uh, Systems Canada organization. We're an unmanned aviation organization that's composed of government, academic, and industry players, all interested in making sure that we use drones safely, um, you know, in the skies and share that with manned aircraft. So we we like to say that drones are useful for dirty, dangerous, and dull jobs. Um, And so they're very, very useful in some situations, but we have to be mindful at all times, uh, you know, to keep them away from um, manned aircraft, right? Like airliners, small small pilot aircraft, you know, helicopters are another example where uh, our operators, our members are trained to stay away from if they see those aircraft in the air, uh, they know how to recognize them uh, and they know how to avoid them. So unmanned systems role is really to help educate uh, both our members and the public on the new rules that have just come out to make uh, flying safer for everyone. All right, well, let's let's run through it because I understand that we've got quite a few uh, drones that have been registered, or you have to register your drone now, um, since uh, June 1st. Uh, I think there's something like over 9,000 here in Ontario. So what should people know? Yeah, so that's another great question because I think one of the challenges we face as an industry along with Transport Canada, is just getting the message out. And that there are new rules in Canada. They've come out as of June 1st. All aircraft, all drones of any kind, recreational and commercial, have to be registered. There's a small $5 fee to do that. You can do it online on the Transport Canada's drone portal. All our drones, for example, that we use commercially are registered. Uh, you have to take a fairly uh, basic uh, online exam to get your basic pilot's license. So that allows you to fly in non-complicated situations. And if you're a commercial pilot, uh, we always recommend to our clients um, that we train um, that you get an advanced pilot certificate. And that allows you to fly in closer proximity to aircraft, in closer proximity to helipads, uh, because you're, you're flying under a different set of rules and you have more knowledge 
of the aviation and the airspace that you're working in. And when would uh, you be in close proximity legally to an airplane? What what would the role of the drone be at that posi- at that time? Well, for example, you can use drones in uh, surveying. So we would use them to map out land or structures for construction purposes. You might use them for agricultural purposes to uh, spray or monitor crop health. And you could do those near airports and near helipads just because in some locations we do that. Uh, If I think of downtown Toronto, for example, lots of uses for drones in terms of video work, movie production and that, that are in airspace that other aircraft would, uh, would be around. And so we're trained to understand sort of how to operate, how to get permission to fly there and how to get out of the way when manned aircraft come around. The the fines are pretty steep for flying near a, a manned aircraft. Can you go through it? Yeah, and you know what? They, they should be. I think transport, um, you know, is trying to get the message across that some of the violations can be, can be quite severe. So for individuals uh, breaking the rules, and that can include anything from not registering your aircraft to endangering an aircraft, anywhere from 1000 to $5,000, and for corporations, companies, you know, like mine that operate, we can face fines of up to $25,000 for infractions. So I think Transport's trying to say, Transport Canada is trying to say, this is serious and we're going to make sure that we enforce the new rules. The new rules are actually much better, in my estimation, for our industry. They're, they're easier to fly under. They require less paperwork on behalf of companies and pilots, and it's easier to get uh, permission to fly where we need to um, versus what we had to do under the old rules. So the industry has adapted quite well to the new regulations. Yeah, I, I think the majority of the pilots that are registered, you know, are likely either recreational or commercial operators that want to operate under the new rules. Uh, our members want to fly safely. They are professional. They, they fly with insurance and training. Um, so the new rules are actually good for us. Have you heard of any fines being laid yet since the regulations came in as of June 1st? Um, We talk to transport uh, on a regular basis as an industry association, and we know that they're pursuing some enforcement. Um, I haven't seen any uh, actual fines. They report them on their website, you know, so it's easy to find that out over time. But we know that there are enforcement actions underway. I know they're looking into the incident over the Raptors parade in downtown Toronto where a drone was flown illegally over literally hundreds of thousands of people. To take uh, that picture. To take the pictures and the video. And the, and the picture, they, they are uh, incredible. So I know you're a photographer and you use drones. What specifically, because they're quite high up. Um, is the problem with that drone being taking that photo? And should they have been uh, registered to do that? Or, or what should they have done before they decided to uh, get up in the air and take some photos? So actually, that's another great question, because drones offer a phenomenal vantage point that's quite easy to do. Normally, we would have done that with helicopters, very expensive, very noisy Uh, Drones offer an ability to get some really unique vantage points like that quite easily. Um, And it's actually possible with certain kinds of aircraft that Transport Canada has worked with manufacturers to ensure that they are safe to fly over people. With permission and proper planning, that that shot could have been made legally 
no problem. As it is, the operator could be facing a fine up to five thousand mm. dollars for that particular picture. What do you and have to, for each picture he took? What what kind of hoops do you have to jump through to uh, to take the pictures like that? It, you know, if there's a big event going on, you want to capture a piece of history as a photographer. What do you have to do? Uh, well, first of all, you have to have an aircraft that's rated to fly over people. The new rules bring in three categories of aircraft: aircraft that can fly in uncontrolled uh, in controlled airspace, rather. Uh, aircraft that can fly um, near people and aircraft that can fly over people. So there are there are drones that are certified to be able to fly those kinds of missions. And then the second thing you have to do is you have to, for those kind of events, you would have to work with Transport Canada, put an application in. Um, they would process it. They would mm-hmm. give you advice and suggestions as to changes they needed from a safety perspective, but you absolutely can do it under the new rules. I don't have a ton of time left, but I really want to ask you this, because you were uh, cited in this CBC article. You questioned some of the numbers that Transport Canada is is reporting. Is it the number of um, 33 incidents between drones and airplanes in Ontario skies over the period from uh, January 1st to June 30th that you questioned? Well, you know, it's, it's interesting. I actually didn't question the numbers. I think the issue we have uh, from an operational perspective is that if there are drone incidents, everybody should absolutely report them, both pilots and civilians. Um, But we just encourage everybody to be accurate in their reporting. We know there's been a number of incidents where drones have been reported and it turned out to be something else. Um, And it's just important that we get the right numbers so that we can take the right actions, both as an industry, you know, as well as Transport Canada can do whatever they need to do appropriately to deal with it. For safety reasons. For, for safety reasons, and really that's tantamount. Public safety, you know, either for people flying on aircraft or people underneath drones or near them is the most important thing that we think about every day that we fly. Because it's life-threatening if you've got a drone interfering with an aircraft. Do you feel that drones are getting a bad rap because stories like this are coming out? Um, I, I, think that, I think the issue in our mind is we want accurate reporting and accurate numbers so we can make the, the right decisions. But you know, we don't hear we don't hear a lot in the media about the good work that drones are doing, saving lives, you know, delivering organs, delivering tra- blood transfusions. We just hear about these incidents where somebody was near an airport or an aircraft, and that's what tends to be reported. And we're trying to we're trying to balance that out with the good things that drones can do. Sure, don't leave out the pizza. Oh well, the pizza, pizza deliveries. And, and think about Amazon, right? Soon enough, it'll dro- they'll drone it to your door. It'll be the drone drop. Mike, I want to thank you for your expertise in this subject and joining us on the show. Well, thank you, and thank you for letting me drone on today. <laughs> you had to do it, and I love it. Thanks. I, I had to fit it in. That's right. Have a great day.